bitch truly is back, my friends. Let's get into it. Hi. Oh, my God. Um, I've been gone for a month. I'm really sorry. Uh, I had this horrible thing called burnout. I was literally so burnout and not taking care of myself. And I let the podcast go to the wayside. And I'm so sorry for that. But I'm back and better than ever, baby. So get ready. I bet you wish you saw the last of me. What's the word? Surprise, bitch. Sorry, I'm like super amped up. Um, I'm recording this on election day. So it's 3 p.m. I'm drinking wine already because I'm so anxious. Um, I hope you voted today. By the time you're listening, we'll probably know the results. And that will decide whether I'm happy or sad. Uh, But yeah, so I'm back. I'm really glad to be back. I think for a second there, I started taking the opinions of others way too seriously. And then I was like, no, wait, my podcast listeners really like what I do and they get value out of the shit that I spew. So I'm back and I'm going to be talking about my favorite topic ever, which is crate training. You guys know I'm excited about this. I went on a rant about it in my last episode, so I'm really excited to bring that to you today. But before we get into it, what am I drinking? Well, first I'm drinking wine. So let's talk about the wine that I'm drinking. It's, okay, so I really like, I don't drink a lot, okay? Let's just get that out of the way. I don't like alcohol. Um, there was a period of time when I was really into wine, and I really liked the Apothic Red blend. And so when I was at the grocery store, I was like, I should pick up alcohol for the election. And I saw an Apothic Red, but it's sparkling. So that's the alcohol I'm drinking today. But this isn't wine with Courtney. It's coffee with Courtney. So I'm, of course, also drinking wine. And the wine that I'm drinking, this bitch just said wine again. The coffee that I'm drinking is by Abra, Abra? coffee. Uh, they actually reached out to me on Instagram and wanted to know if I wanted to try out some of their coffee. So I ordered their Costa Rican. It's a medium blend, but I find that it tastes actually like super dark roasted, if that makes sense. You know how like dark roasts are a little bit more bitter while medium and light tend to be a little less bitter. I find it to be very bitter and very acidic and it's not my favorite. I'm not going to lie. Um, I still have the 1562 grocery blends in the back of my skull, and I don't know that anything will beat them. It's a good coffee. I'm still going through it. I'm still drinking it every morning. Um, but it's not one of the, one of my favorites that I've tried. And it might just be the mood that I'm in. You know, mood swings over here. Um, still drinking it. It's still good. It's just not my favorite. I don't find that it's really anything special. Um, but the company's really dope, so let me read you... Uh, a little bit about them. Um, Abra was founded by a couple living in Miami, Paula and Alexa. And Alex. So Paula's from Brazil and she's the roaster and her family owns the coffee farm in Brazil and they've just been in coffee for forever. Her grandfather sold coffee door to door in the 50s and then her dad and uncles joined the business. So she's the third generation roaster, which is pretty dope. We love a small business like that. Um, they only roast two coffees per month. One's from the Eastern Hemisphere, which they call the Old World, and the other is from the Western Hemisphere, which they call the New World. Um, and it changes monthly. So, when I ordered this, it was in September. So, I ordered the Costa Rican, like I said, which was their New World. Um, again, good coffee. Nothing beats that 1562 roastery, though. I love that shit. 
Uh, but yeah, and the wine that I'm drinking is okay. I'm not a big wine drinker, so let me just mourn the death of democracy. I don't know. <laughs> also, the podcast was on uh, what's like a blogger's blog. So I've been following uh, Keep the Tail Wagging, uh, who is a raw feeding blogger. Uh, for a couple of year na- years now. I don't have any dogs of my own. I don't th- know if we've, we've ever discussed that. But I don't have any dogs of my own. But I know that when I get dogs, I want to f- feed them raw. So I've been following her just to like, watch like her tips and tricks. And I really like the content that she pulls- puts out. And so she, Kimberly is her name, she put out a blog post the other day of podcasts that she's going to be talking about. And she recommended me! Which is really cool. Um, so, Kimberly, if you're listening, thanks for listening. Also, I know that you mentioned that you hate that podcasts get political. And I just got political, and I've talked about political matters before. So, sorry in advance if that's not your shtick. It's totally okay. But, yeah, thank you for the shout-out. I really appreciate it, and I hope some new people find my podcast. So, if you're new, welcome! You've just joined the shit show! <laughs> uh... This is Coffee with Courtney. My name's Courtney. I've been dog training for about five years now. And we talk about all things dog training. We kind of go through the spectrum of, like, how to get a dog and how to do the right things with your dogs. And hopefully you listen to the episodes before this. But if not, you should because there's some really good information out there. And you'll kind of get a gist of who I am, which is kind of a weirdo. Um... But yeah, so let's get into it. I want to talk about crate training today and why it is so incredibly important. So there's a lot of hate on crates, which I just can't understand. So let's get into a little bit, a little known fact that you guys might not know about me. I'm kind of TikTok famous. Hair flip. Um, I have about 64,000 followers right now on TikTok, which is absolutely wild. Um, I'll put the link in the show notes. My username is Deucey's Dogs. Same as Instagram. You guys get it. Um, And there's a lot of really good trainers on TikTok. And there's a lot of really bad trainers on TikTok. And there's a lot of people who think that they're trainers. But they're not trainers. And so they give really crappy advice. And there are... There's a lot of people on there that hate crates. And I think it's because it's mainly a platform of younger children. Um, Like my followers are mostly like from like 11 to 14 I think. Um, and I think that's the general demographic, although there are older folks like myself who are on it. And even outside of TikTok, there's a lot of hesitancy around crate training and people think it's cruel and it's not fair. Why would you get a dog to put it in a crate? Blah, blah, blah. The list goes on and on and on. And uh, I just don't get it. My family has always crate traded our dogs, traded, trained our dogs, Um, you know, that was just something that I've always known as part of being a pet owner. You get a puppy, you have them sleep in the crate overnight, and then once they're older, they can sleep wherever, but you still have the crates out and they still enjoy the crates. And that's the whole goal, right? The whole goal of a crate is to give your dog a safe space, uh, whether it's because they have to go to the vet or they have to go boarding overnight or something happens, they're riding in the car, Uh, But even just to have their own special space in the house is so incredibly important. And so that's what the crate does. And it really is a really important tool. And some people are super hesitant 
upon crate training because they don't find it necessary. Maybe the dog doesn't destroy the house. Maybe the dog does. Maybe, I don't know, some people just don't find it necessary. And I'm here to say that that's bullshit. (laughs) Because I think crates are so necessary because you never know when you might have an emergency. If your dog has to go to the vet and has to be there overnight, it's going to be a crate. So why... It's going to be in a crate. So your dog is already going to be stressed out and worried. And then they're going to have this additional stress of being contained when they've never been contained before. And so it just makes matters a million times worse. And I've talked about crate training so many times before. I find it's really beneficial for dogs, especially for their mental health. Dogs need a space that they can claim as their own. And we need to provide that for them. But at the same time, we need to be able to contain our dogs. It's just a really good training tool all around. For containment, if you don't want your dog in the way, put them in the crate. They'll survive. They'll be okay. When done correctly, the crate will become a safe space for them. And they know that once they're in the crate, they can relax and they can chill out. And every dog needs an off button. How many times have I told you guys about off buttons for dogs? Dogs need off buttons. You need to let your dogs know that they don't have to be stimulated all of the time. And so a crate is a really good tool for that. And look, I get it. I understand some of the frustrations with crates because it can be something that's really difficult to train, especially if you have a dog who's a rescue and who has never been in a crate before or a dog who's a rescue and has only lived in their crate before. Uh, I get it. Some people see it as, like, super restrictive and it's a punishment and blah, blah, blah. Hey, guess what? You can use your crate to, uh, give your dog freedom and to give your dog a reward, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't have to be just because, oh, my dog's being an asshole, so I'm gonna throw him in the crate. No. If that's how you're crate training your dog, no wonder you don't like it. But it doesn't have to be that way. And I've, you know, I've had people who refuse to work with me because I require crates. And so I get that. Uh, I respect everyone's decisions about what kind of tools they wish to work with their dogs. But crates are so important. And here's the thing. I understand how incredibly frustrating it can be to crate train, like I said before, especially if you've got a dog who's never been in a crate before, or especially if you have a dog who's only ever lived in a crate before. Uh, It can be really challenging, and dogs can get really vocal, and dogs can get really destructive. And, you know, it's kind of like, is the whining and the crying and the destruction and the self-harm, like, what's the fucking point, right? But, like, what if I told you that crate training can actually help solve all of these issues? It can help the separation anxiety. It can help the self-harm because of anxiety. And it can actually give you... uh, a way to communicate with your dog, but also to give your dog the space to be themselves, (laughs) to be themselves, like we're talking to children, but whatever. But really, you know, we can work through these issues of anxiety within dogs, which makes their lives absolutely miserable with a crate. What if I told you that the issues that you're having with crate training could actually be solved with crate training. Does that make sense? I hope it does. (laughs) So here's the thing. When it's done properly, sorry my phone's going off, um, the crate provides a safe environment for dogs to decompress, relax, and recenter no matter where they are. Their safety is ensured when you leave and there's no worrying about them escaping or getting into anything dangerous or hurting themselves. 
Um, I've mentioned this time and time again that uh, if there's an emergency and your dog has to go to a vet place overnight or even just a boarding facility overnight, there's no added stress on your dog but also the staff that are taking care of your pets because they're acclimated to a crate environment already. So what I did for this episode was I actually asked a bunch of my colleagues for what their favorite things about crate training are. And so I've mentioned a bunch of them already, but one of my favorites and a bunch of the girls that I asked put it in here, put it in here, gave me the same kind of responses, which is the flexibility that you have with a dog who is crate trained. A colleague of mine, Angela, recently just moved and she said it was made so much easier because she had the ability to pack up her dogs, pack up all her shit, go to the new house, get their dogs in the house, get them acclimated, but by using the crates, they were able to safely get everything into the new house, get everything situated, and their dogs weren't in the way, they weren't running away, they weren't escaping out the front door, and they were safely in their crates while they drove, but also while they got to the new house and they were able to settle in a little bit more. And there's just a million different reasons, too. Um, they're helpful when you're getting new animals or when you're having different animals over the house, when you're having strangers over, when even when you're just having people over and you want your dogs to chill out. It really just helps the mental health of your dogs when you give them a space that is theirs that they can relax in. And that's why crates are so magical and they're so amazing. So now that I've talked your ear off for the last 15 minutes about why I love crates so much... Uh, let's get into how you can actively start crate training. So every dog is going to be different. So some of this is going to be trial and error. For example, Zoe, who is one of the dogs that I take on pack hikes with me, she has to be in a completely bare crate. I can't have anything in it unless it's like a toy and like a water dish. That's like about all that she can handle. She really enjoys just being in her crate by herself without any other stimuli or anything. On the other hand, I have Indy, who is another dog that I train, and she likes her crate to be more of a den environment. So there's a blanket over top, she's got a nice fluffy bed inside, she's got her toys in there, and that's really comforting for her. Each dog is going to be different. Some dogs are going to try to tear up the stuff that you have inside of the crate. Some dogs might potty in the crate. Again, it's really trial and error, but the first thing and the most important thing that you do while you're crate training is to make it a fun and happy experience. Now that's going to be really difficult if your dog already has anxiety and has anxieties about the crate, but you don't want it to be a punishment tool. You want to create it to make it a safe space for them. So they might go through some discomfort now and that's okay because at the end of the day, or at the end of the training, your dog is going to have a space that they call theirs and a space where they can go and mentally chill out and just have a good time. So how do you do that? If I have a dog who's really adversive to going into the crate, I start by feeding around the crate. If they don't want to stick their head in the crate to eat or if they don't want to eat inside of the crate, then move the bowl closer and closer to their crate. You can also implement some kind of like reverse psychology. So say your dog isn't a big fan of the crate, but your dog is a super big fan of chicken. 
throw some pieces of chicken inside the crate, and when your dog goes in to get it, now there's a specific way that you can do this, but basically, uh, you're going to ask your dog to wait outside of the crate until you allow them to go inside of the crate to get the food. Now, it's super hard and difficult to go over how to do this in a podcast, because it's not a visual medium, (laughs) which is okay, but basically you're going to play the waiting game with them, so... You're going to have them wait. It's the same as like any kind of like boundaries or anything that will keep your dog contained in a certain area. So you get it. So like you're giving them the good thing, but you're telling them that they can't get the good thing until you tell them to. So then they're like, well, I want to get in that crate. I need to get in that damn crate because there's some chicken in there. Reverse psychology. What's also really important, once you get your dog in the crate and the door is closed and the latches are locked and they're all settled in there, do not, do not let your dog come out of that crate if they are excitable. That means, and that includes when you get home from work, if your dog is excitable and like, oh my god, you're fucking home, I get to get out of this fucking crate, blah, 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 blah. And you're letting them out of the crate, you're kind of enforcing the idea that the crate is a bad place. And that's not what we want. So how... Sorry, just put my wine down. (laughs) So, so, how do you do that? You wait. You literally sit and wait until your dog gets out of their crate. I mean, (laughs) that's not what I meant. You sit and you wait until that dog is calm. And I think I've talked about this before in other things, like... A lot of dog training is patience and out your dog, uh, but it's also very step-by-step. Sometimes you have to break it down into literal step-by-step. So say you walk in the door and your dog's so freaking excited because you're home and they're bouncing around the crate and they're barking and they're jumping. I want you to put your shit down, get yourself a nice cup of water and sit on your couch and wait until your dog settles. The first time you do this is going to be absolute hell on earth because your dog is going to be like, what the fuck is going on? Get me out of this fucking crate, blah, blah, blah. I'm so excited to see you, right? Just chill. Just chill. Turn on TV. Turn on the news if that's your shtick. Turn on the Friends reruns, whatever it is. Turn on the TV and wait. And then once your dog is calm, stand up. Your dog is going to get excited all over again. So just freeze. And then literally take it step by step. Anytime you walk closer to the crate, your dog's going to get excited again. Wait for them. A good cue is if they're laying down. Uh, When they pop back up, you freeze. You just freeze and you wait for them to resettle. And you complete this process by being able to put your hand on the crate door without them jumping up or getting excited, opening the door, and they shouldn't escape. And they should not escape the crate until you tell them to. So this process is going to be really frustrating. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's going to test your patience. It's going to test every bone in your body. And you're going to be cursing my name. And that's okay. Because at the end of everything, your dog is going to be mentally stable. (laughs) Basically. Right? So the whole goal is that... Your dog will voluntarily go into their crate when asked, and they know that in order to get the reward, which is you, or treats, or food, or whatever it might be, 
They have to be calm. That's what I try to implement with all of my dogs. See how full circle this came? We first talked about being calm how many episodes ago? And now we're talking about it again because calm energy is king and I cannot stress it enough. So if you're ever struck, struck, if you're ever stuck in dog training, whether it's crate training or anything else that you're doing, check your energy, check your mindset. It really does make a huge difference. And just try it. Just try out crate training. I promise you when it's done correctly, it's amazing and it'll save your dog's life. I know that sounds dramatic and you're going to be like, oh, it's not going to save my dog's life. It's just a fucking great blah, blah, blah. It's going to save your dog's life and it's going to make your life a hell of a lot easier. And at the end of the day, that's what we want, right? We want to enjoy our time with our dogs and we can't enjoy our time with our dogs if they're constantly stressed out. And if they're constantly reacting to things that don't need to be reacted to. And when they're not constantly tearing up your house, you want to enjoy your dog. And so one way to enjoy your dog is if they are crate trained. And yeah, that's my soapbox 21 minutes later. So I hope that was helpful for you guys. I'm going to leave it there. But take some of those tools and work with it. And if you do take some of these tools, and if you are crate training your dog... Post that shit on Instagram. I want to see it. I want to see you crate training your dog. Show me. Send me pics of your dog in their crate. Loving it. I would love to see that so I can repost it on my Instagram. I would love that shit more than anything. That's your homework for this episode. Send me a picture of your dog in a crate. (laughs) All right. Thank you guys so much for allowing me to take a month off and not record. I am so happy to be back and I can't wait to spread more information and more shit with you guys. Woo! All right. I hope you voted. See you next time. Love you forever.